This is Bob Rourke with Business Leaders Podcast, and I have my co-host with me today, Catherine Wicklund. She is the Vistage Chair of Southern Colorado, and our guest today, Amy Neary. She is the founder of Revivology, and Steve Neary, and he is the COO of Revivology, and they are also the owners of Any Lab Test Now. Welcome so much to the episode. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, Amy, tell me some of what you do, what your business is about with Revivology. Okay. Revivology is a company where you can come and get IV therapy. It's a fairly new trend, but it's been around for a long time. Uh, Dr. John Meyer started it probably in the 60s with what's called the Meyer's Cocktail. And it's kind of branched out from there over the years to treat things from migraine, fibromyalgia, lupus, Lyme disease. And currently what we're using it for is just for general health and wellness. People come and see us and we're able to give you a thousand cc's of fluid, vitamin therapy, very high doses. You don't absorb vitamins the same way through supplements as you do through an IV. So it makes people feel much better when other things haven't helped. And folks go, okay, so IV therapy, intravenous. Yes. So there's that part that goes on. But, you know, I think when we talk about this company, this just barely starts to scratch the surface of your story and journey to getting here. And we've talked a lot of, before the episode about how you got here. So let's kind of rewind a little bit and go a little bit through your journey to get here because you also have another franchise mm -hmm. and you're also offering franchises with Revivology as well. Yes. So let's go back to your post-college years with your biology degree. <laughs> like you? Yeah, like me. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of want me to go through. You started out and you had your biology major mm -hmm. and then you took part-time work mm -hmm. in the real estate world. Correct. Oh, yeah, I was in real estate, kind of had that entrepreneurial spirit from the beginning. I bought a house when I was 24 years old that needed to be, it was a hundred year old home, Victorian, that I jacked up in the air, put a full foundation underneath, learned how to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are early True. signs, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was 24 with no outside help. This was all me. I got a grant. It was from the local historical district where, to do where that. Where was this? Great Falls, Montana. Oh, Great Falls, Montana. That's it. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I learned how to do everything you could ever want to do on as far as flipping a house. And that was kind of the start of my real estate career. Mm -hmm. I had a little summer job that grew into me being offered a job in new home sales. And I did that for quite some time until... 2008. <laughs> you know, and that seemed to be a rather common pivot point for many folks in the real estate arena. That's right. The smart ones, yes. They, well, <laughs> you're still in? Yeah. Yes, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> but yeah, in 2008, well, obviously it started around 2006, but by mm -hmm. 2008, I had decided that I was going to get out of real estate and do something different. And I wanted to go back to my roots, which was my college education and doing something in the medical field. And so I started looking to purchase a franchise because the SBA and all the research that I had done had basically said that that was the way to go. If you're going to do a new business and you didn't have experience doing a business from scratch, look into franchising. And so that's what I did. The thing that I found fascinating is you were talking about the success ratio 
from the SBA when yes. you did your research, yes. scientific method, which yep, is what I would right. call it. And <laughs> so you looked at a number of franchise opportunities, mm-hmm. and then you did more home- homework. Mm-hmm. Then what brought you to any lab test now? Well, I started, like I said, with the SBA and realized that having that support of a home office, all of the marketing materials created for you, all of the marketing plan, the business plan done for you is really the way to go. And there is a lot of opportunity with franchising. When you look into buying a franchise, you would be surprised how many are out there that you didn't even know are franchises. Tons Mm. of business are franchises. It doesn't have to just be McDonald's or Chick-fil-A. And when I decided I wanted to do it after going through a lot of research and realizing that businesses like Subway and that sort of thing were not for me, and that I did want to go back to my roots, I found any lab test now. It was the very first direct access laboratory. And I thought it was very unique in its space, the first of its kind. And so that's what I decided to pursue. And you've been doing any lab tests now for some time, true? Mm-hmm. And you have a one in town and one south? Two locations. In Two town. locations. Mm-hmm. And so when you were comparing looking at Subway and its growth curve, mm-hmm. any lab test now, and any lab test now, can you describe what that is? Sure. So like I said, it's the first direct access laboratory in the country, which means you can come to us. And we will provide the doctor's order for you free of charge. Okay. So that is very unique to us. If you went to, you've heard of LabCorp, mm-hmm. Quest, those Quest Diagnostics. If you went to any of their patient service centers, you have to have a doctor's order. A doctor has to have said, mm-hmm. you're allowed to go get a cholesterol test. Here's mm-hmm. my blessing and you can go get that test. We have a doctor that provides the doctor's order free of charge for people. I can get my cholesterol checked anytime I want. Exactly. Any lab test now. Right. I can walk in and I don't need to have the doctor send me there. Correct. Correct. Also, another benefit is our pricing is because we have so many locations nationwide, Mm -hmm. our pricing is about half of what it would be Mm -hmm. if you've gone to LabCorp request. So anyone who has high deductible insurance, anyone who's uninsured, it's definitely the place you want to go. Okay. So you were rocking along doing any lab test now. Mm -hmm. and 10 years. Wow. This year? 11 now? So yeah. Oh, so you started in 18, in 08. Mm -hmm. So when did Revivology come into the mindset? Interestingly, it was completely our customer's idea. It started because we do B12 shots at any lab test now. And so many of our clients were coming in and asking us if we did IVs that were loyal B12 shot customers. And, or when are you going to, when are you going to start doing IV therapy? And I'd heard Mm -hmm. of it before, but not from a business standpoint. Mm -hmm. And so I started researching it a little bit and then I kept hearing it from our clientele and they were telling me, please, 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 please open an IV therapy (laughs) business because we're driving to Denver to get the service. Mm -hmm. So obviously as an entrepreneur, (laughs) demand, there is a demand, there is a need in our community for this. (laughs) And so I started looking into it. I really, really liked everything that I saw just from how it can help people, all the different things that it can do. I had heard of it and you may have heard of this before too. In Vegas, it's very big for hangovers. It's been around for years where people go, you're in the military, right? (laughs) You You may have heard of that for hangovers there. So flu, basically a hangover is simply dehydration Mm -hmm. and getting an IV is you can replenish electrolytes, fluid, and get rid of the hangover very quickly. What I discovered is that there's usage with the high dose vitamins for so many different problems that you might Mm -hmm. have. Like I was mentioning before, migraine, lupus, Lyme disease, 
migraine is one shockingly very, very common. And we have people who have found us and they no longer have to go to the ER. They would have migraines that were so bad. They'd go to the ER for medication and they come to us, they get something completely natural and we can help them feel hundred percent better. And then they're on their way. After. And so you've got a location with Revivology. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's co-located or, or nope. what. Completely independent. And so mm-hmm. how long were you operating Revivology before you decided to pursue a franchising operation? It was very, very quick. Three months. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> Sounds good, though. <laughs> so 12 I- months before we opened, in my mind. <laughs> I was thinking franchise. And Amy was, too. Mm-hmm. Our original setup of the business was... Had that in mind. If okay. we ever got to the point where it made sense to franchise the business, we wanted it set up to be prepared. So before we even started, all the initial stuff that Amy had done with the company was with that in, in the back of our mind that this could be a possibility in the distant future, but it happened much, much quicker than we thought. And so for you guys, you already had all the experience with the lab right. and the franchising operation in world. So you were conversant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think with 11 years experience, we knew what worked really well and what could be improved upon. And I think that our goal was to make sure that in the event that we did franchise the business, it was going to be the best version of a franchise that it could possibly be. So with the franchising thought process, was there an event that sort of tipped you over to get really busy in the revivology space? Yeah. I mean... It was actually, it was a conference that I was asked to speak for any lab test now down in San Antonio. And I went down there and someone took me aside and said that they had heard that we were doing IV therapy. And could we speak to them a little bit more about that? And that kind of grew into other people taking me aside. And before I knew it, (laughs) I realized we may have something here. And I went and talked to Steve about it. And all the interest that we had and the reality of it was we were making more money in one year with the revivology business than we were making with the other franchise. It was kind of a no brainer. Mm -hmm. And so there was demand. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you have people asking if they could please build one, well, we let them. (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) it's a secret. No. We realized, like I said, we kind of had something. And Steve had a connection to someone who was in the franchise world that made it make sense even more. Yeah. I mean, I had a friend from town here who we had done some business with investing previously. And when we had done that investing, I said, hey, Revivology is taking off. We may franchise in the future. If you know anybody, let me know. And he goes, yeah, I know the somebody. I don't just know somebody. He goes, I know the guy. So fast forward a year later, called him up and and said, hey, we're ready to franchise. Who's the guy? And so he mentioned a guy named Dan Olson, who was a big part of Massage Envy, the Mm -hmm. joint, Fantastic Sam's, one of the preeminent franchise guys in the country. He also had a partnership with a a gentleman named Kevin Harrington, who was the original shark Mm -hmm. from Shark Tank. So we invited those guys out to our home. They saw the franchise, actually our store at the time, Mm -hmm. pre-franchise. They saw the store. At the time, they were working with a company out of Texas that had somewhere around 10, 15 locations. They were an IV drip company. They were pretty close to pulling the trigger with that company. After spending one day with us, they said, we're not going to work with them. We want to partner with you guys and franchise Revivology. And from there, it's whirlwind and a blur (laughs) and drinking from a fire hose. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are guys that really know their stuff. 
and they're pushing us really hard to take it to the next level every day. It's really nice to be partners with with that level of a team. So for the folks who are well, perhaps they have an interest in learning more about the Reviveology franchise opportunity. What is your ideal franchisee look like? It's interesting. I There's a movie that is about the guy who created McDonald's. I don't know if you've ever seen it, called The Founder. And there's a part of it that sticks out to me so much when I think of this this question. And it's how he basically failed while trying to take people that just had a lot of money and were t- throwing money at investment opportunities. And McDonald's failed with that in mind, just taking the opportunity to people who just wanted to throw money at an investment. What we want is people who want to help their community, people who want to work in this business, work to make this a success, have employees that they care about, and really are a part of that local business, not someone who's looking at it as just something to throw money at. And those are the people we found thus far. Mm-hmm. And we're getting ready to open our very first in Florida. Nice. Yes. And in Utah. And in Utah. In Utah. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. We, so you got the company country almost around. Yeah. We're, we're, we're starting at the two ends. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Kind of they're kind of racing. Yeah, yeah. Both of them, they're trying to get open. And they're perfect examples of that. They're mm-hmm. uh, two businesswomen who have owned other businesses before, mm-hmm. super invested in this idea, and they're going to make it huge successes in their market. Definitely owner operators. For sure. We're really looking for not somebody that thinks that they can be an absentee owner because mm-hmm. you can't. You can be partially absentee ownership, which is great about this business. It is fairly simple, but you still have to work in your business. And that's those are the people we're looking for. Yeah, not too many passive income opportunities where you can take your hand off the steering wheel. Right. Stock market. Oh yeah, that one. <laughs> very easy. Very easy. Simple. Yeah. All right. I really wanted to dig through your journey to this point because I think about the pivots from wanting to go to med school, going into real estate, market event changes you out of real estate, looking for an opportunity that's different than the real estate place, and then using everything you learned after a decade. And of course, the clients are beating you up to solve a problem and you solve the problem (laughs) for them. And, you know, in the speaking opportunity where more people says we would like to be able to solve other people's problems Mm -hmm. by your skill set. So I think that's really important for folks listening going, you know, it's not a straight path. And you're still in the business of real estate and building homes. I am. I'm not smart enough to get out. So, well, I just think of the perspective of creation, Mm -hmm. which, you know, you have a tangible outcome every time you take and deliver a home. And so there's some creation event happens there. So creativity clearly runs with you guys and courage. So that's a plus. Yes. So if you were to take in, in, you know, shifting gears a bit and talk to other entrepreneurs out there, what piece of advice might you offer them that you've gleaned for these opportunities? <laughs> I think there are quite a few. One is, and I think this is really important, and I think it goes a little bit against common wisdom, but as our success with Revivology, Amy sweated the small stuff. Here, don't sweat the small things. Mm-hmm. I totally disagree. I think every detail she sweated, she made sure it was perfect. There perfect. was nothing happened by chance mm-hmm. in this business, which is why it's such an incredible opportunity for us and the thing that we're doing. And we love the fact that it's helping the community. Mm-hmm. I think we both love that about this business more than really anything else we've ever done is that this is helping people. Mm-hmm. It really is. But remain steadfast 
in your belief. Don't let people talk you out of a good idea mm-hmm. because they don't believe in it. Care deeply about your employees, about your brand, about your company, about your community. You know, mm-hmm. I think uh, those things are, are things that if we're going to tell somebody, believe, believe in yourself, believe in every detail, make it matter. Nothing happens by chance that's good. This gal here with the scientific method from biology, <laughs> I'm going to do the math. I'm going to wow. check the trends. I'm going to look. I think that has a lot of merit. And she's a researcher. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing that happened in that business was accidental. I mean, mm-hmm. we'd be sitting there at 11, 12 o'clock at night. She's on her computer researching formulations for drips and mm-hmm. what glutathione actually does for somebody mm-hmm. and high dose vitamin C mm-hmm. treatment, what those are all about. I mean, even at any lab test now, she'll go in and speak to doctors and know more about mm-hmm. what is happening than the doctors do. It's Well, I think how many lab tests you've seen in 11 years. And trends and Thousands. you go, oh no, this is really this, not that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing like seeing a lot of them. Pattern recognition is a big yeah, deal. Kind of huge. And what I love about revivology is that it's not just reactive, it's also proactive. So it's also about being healthy going forward, not just responding to the migraines and the hangovers and the lupus, right? It's also, if someone wants to be proactive about their health, you've got options for that as well, right? And well-being, right? Spa-like atmosphere. It's very comfortable, very calm, very serene. Massage chairs and just a very inviting, sacred space Mm -hmm. to take care of yourself in. Yeah. We're going to put you in our commercials. Thank you. You can can be our spokesperson now for that. Awesome. (laughs) I will do that. (laughs) Okay. So looking back over the last 11 years with Antilaptus now and now Revivology and thinking about the experience, what advice would you have about running a franchise like this? What would that be? And why would you encourage someone to go into this space? Well, I mean, I think with any franchise, because I think a lot of people have great ideas and they have good businesses, good business ideas, good business acumen. And But deciding to franchise is, that's a big step. I think if your business is something that speaks to the masses, mm-hmm. like ours does, I think you just stick to it, put your head down and you can get it done. That's kind of how this was all born mm-hmm. is deciding that this, like you said, there's a need in the mm-hmm. community. And when there wasn't a place to fill that, mm-hmm. I had to start from scratch. You just made one. Just, yeah. Right. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Necessity yeah. is the mother of invention. That's right. Right. And so you found, plus again, it just, it touched your heart. I mean, this comes from your passion and your heart, not mm-hmm. from where am I going to make a lot of money, but how can mm-hmm. I help people? For our clients. Yeah, improve their lives and their health and well-being. Exactly. And that is the majority of who comes to see us is people who are trying to take care of themselves on a daily basis, not Mm -hmm. just a chronic illness, but just generalized health and wellness. I think that's where healthcare is moving Mm -hmm. is towards preventative Mm -hmm. care and not reactive, Mm -hmm. not taking a pill for something, but Mm -hmm. preventing that by caring for your body. It costs their companies less money too in mm. healthcare insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So again, if somebody was thinking about just franchising in general, what advice would you give them? That you can do it. <laughs> I will say that we were blessed to be joined with an amazing team. The team that we have behind us, backing us up is absolutely incredible. So mm-hmm. that takes some of the fears away. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that great idea people have is you have to make sure your business is replicatable. 
mm-hmm. if you're going to mm-hmm. franchise it. Mm-hmm. A lot of really smart entrepreneurs, their business is super successful because they're super successful right. mm-hmm. because they work really hard. And mm-hmm. that's what makes that business successful. You have to make sure it's a business that you can replicate and you don't need the founder there every day with you to make it successful. And that's what we have created here is any lab test now has 8,000 tests, 30 vials, 12 labs. It's very, very difficult business to be successful in and run because there are so many opportunities for mistakes. With Revivology, we're giving IVs to people with eight ingredients in it, mm-hmm. with highly trained and skilled medical professionals administrating. It's a simple business. It's simple to replicate. Fortunately, highly profitable. You go mm-hmm. in hoping, but it turned out that it was, like Amy had mentioned, in one year, we were making more money than we had made in 11 years at any lab test now. Mm-hmm. So all of those things kind of said, we should take this out into the mm-hmm. market. It's going to be amazing. We're kind of focusing a little bit now on kind of charity that we're going to be involved with and, and donate a portion of our income Great. to a charity. It's a vitamin-based charity. So I think it really dovetails well with who we mm-hmm. are as a, as a company. And we're going to encourage all of our franchisees to do that as well. Great. Yeah, good. I think as you guys are looking across the landscape of the businesses that you own, all right, and then you look at time allocation issues. Where am I going to spend my time? What am I going to spend it on? What's the bet over the past year or so? If you were looking at how you allocated your time, where do you think you allocated your time that you got the best return on what you spent your time on? I'd say that has to be spending time making sure you have the right staff in place. I think and making sure they're trained and that they believe in what your message is. That they believe, because if they believe, they're mm-hmm. going to explain that to every customer who walks through your door. And that's been a big part of what some things that I've changed this year at my labs, making sure that everyone's on the same page, making sure that everyone has the same goals in mind and are working towards the same thing. I think about that. And so I'm going to pretend I'm you and I've got a quantity of employees. How do I make sure and how did you pass that culture and thought process through specifically to the employees? Because you say, I want them to care and I want them to do this yeah. and to go. Mm-hmm. How? Well, it's funny. It's actually what I implemented this year was from a book I read. And it's something that really large companies like Google, Facebook, they all use this system. And I wasn't sure that it would translate to such a much smaller company like mine, but it did. And it's called OKRs. And mm-hmm. I could talk about that for an hour, but mm-hmm. it's uh, basically objectives and key results. Mm-hmm. And the book is called Measure What Matters. And basically aligning everybody towards a common goal has changed everything in with my labs. Mm-hmm. Everyone works separately at both locations, but then alternates locations. So sometimes they don't see each other, but they're working both stores and having these OKRs in place where everybody has a common goal and is working towards the same thing has mm-hmm. changed everything. Well, super. <laughs> and I could add to that as well. I think... Amy's passion for her businesses, it's natural that that trickles down into your employees. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be around her and not feel the passion and the love and the caring for them as employees, mm-hmm. for our customers, absolutely, mm-hmm. for just the business in general, and even our community. You know, they see that from her and through her. It's really hard to work for somebody that is that passionate and not have some passion yourself. Mm-hmm. I think like draws like, mm-hmm. and the employees that we find are people that have kind of felt her passion and her love for it. And they actually want to improve the brand. They want to kind of take it to the next step. We have employees that are coming with ideas all the time on how to make it mm-hmm. better. When you can engage a large number of minds mm-hmm. towards a common goal, much, much more powerful than 
a brilliant one and a semi-brilliant one <laughs> doing our best. A supporter. Yeah. Yes, exactly. A janitor. <laughs> Chief paper hanger. <laughs> and a bottle washer. Yes. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I was just thinking about also the the leader models the behavior they want to see. And so you're saying that you have great employees, but I also know from my experience that that means that you're a great leader because they model what they see in you. So I don't want to skip over that point. Day-to-day operations of both anti-lab test now and revivology, because you're still managing both, all four Mm-hmm. stores, right? Mm-hmm. Or three and one coming. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you communicate with the team? And you talked about communication that keeps the team focused and then the culture focused. Well, I hate to kind of go back to that last mm-hmm. question, but it really, really is the answer. When we implemented this OKR system, it did absolute wonders. It keeps everyone focused. It makes sure that every day everyone knows that we're working towards common goals mm-hmm. and keeps them on track. They communicate with each other. We have a software where they can see what the other teammate is doing okay. to work towards those goals. They have little friendly competitions. It has created a great culture of teamwork. And I'm so that I started that. Culture of recognition as well. Absolutely. That's, that's one of the really big parts. And they do, they, right. They do feedback. For that's doing, right. For doing well. Yeah. Right. And support each other. And right. Kind of cheer each other on. Through and through the software or just because I'm thinking. Each other. Just, both okay. You can do it okay. through the software too, but we're so small that. And the expectation you know. is we're always in communication. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a radical transparency here. Mm-hmm. This is the way we roll, right? This is what I expect if you're going to be one of my employees, right? For sure. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So now that we've talked about this is a hard question. How do folks find you on social media? Oh well that's easy. So online our website's revivologyiv.com and then on social media, Facebook, same. It's revivology IV hydration. And you can reach out to us there, message us, like a post. <laughs> the things I would always tell folks for when we talk about social media. And if they're curious or if they have a question, I say the worst thing you can do is not reach out. Mm -hmm. It's a simple thing to reach out and pose your question or say, I'm interested Mm -hmm. in whatnot. And that's the way to find you guys on Mm -hmm. social media. I found you this morning. (laughs) And you said Instagram is coming? Instagram is coming. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. As you guys have been talking, kind of like the mission, wellness and community contribution and whatnot, if you guys could put the Reviology message on the front page... (laughs) of a local business paper with your company message or mission, what would you say? Wow. That's a big question. (laughs) Like I said, I think that people are moving towards health and wellness, self-care so much more. Things have changed over the last few years with ACA, the Affordable Mm -hmm. Care Act. It has changed how people think about their health care. And both brands, both Any Lab Test Now and Revivology, both speak to that issue. So really taking control of your health is a big part of it. Really caring for yourself and us giving you two different ways to do that Mm -hmm. would be the message. I think about the message. So I'm thinking about the customer that comes through your door for the first time for Revivology, Mm -hmm. right? And you go, I have A, B, or C, whatever it is. They have a problem. They're looking for a solution. And so for you guys, you see transformation in your work or you wouldn't be as passionate about it as you Maybe talking a little bit about, let's say I'm 65 and I'm going, you know what, I'd like to come in and work on my overall wellness and energy. Mm -hmm. 
How should mm-hmm. I expect that experience? I walk through your door. Mm-hmm. What should I expect? So you would come in, be greeted by one of my amazing staff members. <laughs> <laughs> they take a full medical history on you, full intake form, and then they do a consultation. They're going to sit and they're going to ask you questions, see how you're feeling, see what your goals are. You mentioned fatigue and mm-hmm. you're looking for energy. So we have drips that are specifically formulated for that. And they would just get you started. They would advise you basically. And Mm -hmm. then you would decide what you think is the best thing for you. So first visit, time in the door, time out the door. How much time would elapse typically? First visit is about an hour. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then after that, it's just however long it takes. For the drip itself. Yeah, Mm -hmm. drips, what, 30, 40 minutes? Exactly. Yeah. And we've actually kind of done an executive drip, a speed drip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what we call it. Yeah, Steve invented it. I invented (laughs) it. I was in there one day and I didn't have 45 minutes to be there. And so I put all the... Nutrients, nutrients and vitamins into a 500 cc bag instead of the thousand mm-hmm. and did the trip in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was perfect. There are days I love to go sit in the massage chair and lay there for an hour. <laughs> and that's a great time. But that day I, I was kind of feeling down, needed some energy, wanted to feel a little bit better. Didn't have mm-hmm. an hour, went in there, in and out in 20 minutes. And so now we put it on it's the menu. It's become popular. Yeah. yeah. So now a lot of people are doing that just to because you get everything. I'm not dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Well, I probably am, but I, I drink a gallon of water a day. So I drink a lot of water, but I do love how I feel after I've done the drip with all the vitamin B and glutathione and magnesium and mm-hmm. I walk out of there bouncing. So I love that feeling. And some days I just don't have an hour to do it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when I do it, I do the speed bag now. <laughs> can be a speed imagine. bag. I guess that's boxing. Like executive bag. <laughs> well, you know, I would imagine that a great deal of people that live at this high, dry altitude, Absolutely. that the incidence of being dehydrated is mm-hmm. fairly high. Absolutely. Probably mm-hmm. more than people think. Mm-hmm. And so for the folks out there that are have that question in their mind, again, the same thing we talked about before, mm-hmm. just come by. Where are you guys located in town? We're on the north end of town off of Briargate Parkway, just east of the shops at Briargate, 9475. Briar Village Point, Point, Suite 140. (laughs) Well, we talked beforehand about the franchisees for Revivology and how they learn more, which is reaching out to you. When you talk to prospective franchisees, what's their one predominant question they have? What's the one predominant question they might have that tips them over to either say yes or no? I think there's not one predominant question. I think there are a few. I mean, obviously anybody that's thinking about starting a franchise wants to know, am I going to make money? Mm-hmm. So we show them the data on that. We have very, very clear data, which is really nice about having a flagship store that has really good data. So we show them the data on that. Another thing they ask is what is different about Revivology from the drip room or, or any of those mm-hmm. other IV hydration places. And really the, the main thing is the amount of care that Amy put into the formulation. She worked with the doctor They came up with formulations that are at least, I'm saying at least, but most likely at least twice as robust as our competition. So a lot of times you go in, you get a little Mm -hmm. bit of vitamin B, some vitamin B12, and some fluids. I think we have two tiers. One of them has an average of about five compounds in it, and the other one has eight. So they're going to get a lot more with that. So it's going to actually make people feel great. We wanted to make sure that once you got it, it actually changed how you felt Mm -hmm. versus just hydrating. That's one thing they want to know. What proprietary? Mm-hmm. What's better about this than any other drip? So that's mm-hmm. a big part of it. They want to make sure that they're going to have support. And the fact that we have the franchise innovations team, which is Dan Olson and Kevin Harrington and his team, our level of team. And then one thing that we offer, which is different from typical franchise modeling, is an area franchise. So a master franchise. So they will own an entire territory. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, so far we've sold Colorado, Arizona, Idaho, Utah. Las Vegas, Utah, Florida, a portion of Florida, Sacramento. Sacramento, and we're working on others. But that person will own 20 to 30 stores beneath them. Mm-hmm. So they're actually kind of a middle management that is local. So in most franchises, the franchise is located in Alpharetta, Georgia, and that's where they are. So if you're mm-hmm. in Oregon and you mm-hmm. want support, it's in Alpharetta. Well, in our platform, the support is in your state. So there's going to be some of the local helping you out. Is that an innovation that you guys put in place or something you've seen elsewhere? That's the Massage Envy okay. model. The experience so that, that Dan has with Massage Envy. Yeah. So he's taking that model and mm-hmm. uh, using it with our business. So Yeah. I think it's typically when you look at the iteration on the franchise model, go, there was a problem, here's a solution. And so this is a solution in front of a problem, mm-hmm. potentially. Well, yeah. And it also offers the master <laughs> franchisee the opportunity to own a large business. So they're going to have 20 to 30 franchises underneath them where they're getting a portion of the franchise fees and a portion of the royalties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, they're kind of stepping in for not a lot of money. I mean, it's a lot of money, but it's comparatively to what you're getting. What the return is. Yeah. It's an incredible, incredible opportunity to own a large business with a massive support team behind you and then kind of have an annuity with the royalty program. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So, Amy, looking back over the past few years, what specifically keeps you motivated? And refreshed because you're running a lot of different directions. I would have to say it's probably really the the help that we're doing just in the community that we're actually helping people. Obviously, I love my staff (laughs) and uh, I love innovation and it's very exciting for me. When I started Revivology a few years ago, and Steve can attest, I get very excited over birth. Mm. <laughs> this has all been very exciting these last few years, building this mm-hmm. and no signs of stopping right now. And knowing <laughs> that you're meeting a need. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's not well, about- I think right now the motivation is making sure that what we're offering to people mm-hmm. is going to be incredibly successful. Mm. It is prepared. All the bits and pieces are put together. There's no stone left unturned. And then mm-hmm. also, what can we offer to them moving forward to improve their business mm-hmm. even more so than, than we are today. But we're in our infancy right now at the mm-hmm. franchise side. So it's important that we're giving them the support and the structure that they need to be successful. And I think that's what motivates Amy and me also, but more her than me. Right. So it's really two-pronged because number sure. one is your clients and your customers, right? right? Making sure they're getting what they need because without them, you have no business. Right. But then the other piece is making sure that these franchisees get set up for ultimate success, success right? Exactly. Yeah. Extended cool. family. That's right. Yeah. 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 Great way yeah. of That's looking at it. And we are very picky and very choosy selective. about who we are going to allow to be a master franchisee and a franchisee. So mm-hmm. we're going to kind of vet every single person. If we don't feel they fit into our personality culture, mm-hmm. we're not going to sell them a franchise. Mm-hmm. Life's too short. Way too short. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so given the experience of multiple companies, right? For you guys, if you were going to offer advice to someone that's stepping into the role of CEO of a company for the first time, what advice might you offer? <laughs> I get the hard questions. <laughs> Isn't it great to have two people? Yeah, I love it. I would say really, really understand your strengths and your weaknesses as a leader. Mm. And then make sure that you bring in people within your organization that can augment your weaknesses and cover those. I think in many cases... When you become a CEO, or especially if you're an entrepreneur, it's because you do something really, really well. There's something that you do, whether it be sales, mm-hmm. a product, something that you're doing better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. So you decide, hey, I'm going to start my own business and I'm going to do this. 
And if you're not self-aware and you don't understand that there are going to be things that you don't do at that same level of expertise, there's a high chance of failure. And I think in probably most people's cases, most entrepreneurs for sure, it'd be the finance side. Because they really understand their product, they really mm. understand their sales, they understand their customers, but they don't understand the financial aspect of the company. That's where a franchise really comes in and helps on your own. If you don't bring in a high level CFO or an accountant that can really help you out, probably going to struggle. And that's why that failure rate for individual businesses is so high. It's the financial piece. They're delivering a great product, Mm -hmm. but they have no idea what it costs and what their profit margin is. Mm -hmm. So for me, I would say most of the people that I know that are entrepreneurs, that are CEOs, that have started their own businesses and struggled, the struggle has been on the financial end of the business. Which was back to your research that you did beforehand. That's right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just the overall quest for being fully informed Mm -hmm. and thinking that there's a shortcut. If there is, I'm unaware. Yeah. The shortcut is only 23 hours a day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's the shortcut. You mentioned this book that you used. What's Mm -hmm. the title of the book again is what? Measure What Matters. Do you remember the author? Yes. John Dewar. Okay. Yeah. That's the influential book. That's moved the needle for you. It really has made a huge difference. All right. And a lot of business owners have a quote that resonates with them. Do you Mm -hmm. guys have a quote that resonates with you guys? I actually, I do. (laughs) I don't know if I'll quote it perfectly, but we've talked about it quite a bit. Any lab test now, and it's a quote from Sam Walton. And he basically said that this is why it's good for CEOs on down is that the customer is actually the boss. And the reason being is he has the power to fire you, the CEO, all the way down to the bottom, simply by taking his business elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And we're such a customer experience centered company. People don't have to come see us. They come because of the experience that they get. So that quote really resonates with all of my team, because if they don't give people that experience that they're looking for, they can be fired simply by those people going somewhere else. Great. Well, Kath, I've been talking quite a bit, and you've been gracious enough to come and work as co-host. And folks, said we mentioned that you're the chair of Southern Colorado for Vistage. Mm-hmm. And I think folks may not know what Vistage is and what Vistage does. Right. Can you give us a thumbnail sketch of I, how I that can. works? I can. Thank you. So Vistage is actually a membership organization. It's about 65 years old. We're in 21 different countries, global, and there are about 23,000 members. Its closest competitor is YPO, and the purpose of YPO is really for social networking and connection for C-suite leaders because they don't get that. CEOs typically don't get that because they're working 23 hours a day. Vistage is really the perfect companion to that in that Vistage is really about the business acumen. It's about having a business network, being able to reach out to 23,000 other key executives and C-suite members to say, hey, this is what I'm seeing. Do you see what I see? But then also the best part of Vistage is really getting a one-to-one coaching session as an executive. So you have someone to talk to about what's going on in the business and troubleshoot and problem solve with, but then also We bring in speakers on specific topics that will help them grow their business and also grow their development as a leader. And in addition to that, then we also do problem solving and troubleshooting with one another one day a month where everyone comes together, brings their challenges and their opportunities, and the whole group does the heavy lifting. And we have solutions that are actionable 
and hold them accountable to taking those actions so that they're constantly moving their businesses forward. And that's where I met you guys. I was at a, as a guest at a Vistage meeting and Amy, you brought a challenge in, you were looking at website and clarity and so mm-hmm. on. And Steve, you were there as well. And so there was feedback from a large quantity of business owners mm-hmm. within structure and so on. So I was a visitor as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it was interesting to see. And one of the things we didn't bring up in the past. So if people are interested in Vistage Southern mm-hmm. Colorado, mm-hmm. how do they find you, Catherine? So you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm at Catherine Wickland on LinkedIn. And I also have a website for my LLC, which is savantleadership.com. And they can email me at katherine.wickland at vistagechair.com. And I will reach out. Well, guys, this has been a lot of fun. We didn't leave a single mark on you during the entire episode. (laughs) Thank you, Bob. You know, so kind of us. But I really appreciate the journey and you guys sharing the insights. And what I like is the progression and doing the research and doing the homework and ruling in and ruling out and then reflecting on what you saw from the lab company where you're going like, this is what worked really well. This is what I would do differently if I ever had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then you had the opportunity and you started incorporating differences. Mm-hmm. And then even the people that are sponsoring or working with you in your franchising journey, they're high quality folks that have trod this path beforehand. So you continue to bring excellence to the process all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good, enduring message to share. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much, Steve, thank you. Amy, <laughs> Kathy, thank you. Bob. Thank yeah, you very thank much. Thank you. Yep. Yeah.